Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week where we are going to be talking, well, really myself, going to be asking Hales a lot of questions about wine storage. Um, As we are all collecting, hopefully, and getting into wine more, we all kind of run into that problem of now we have a lot of wine, what do we do with it? And so I'm really excited to talk to Haley about all the things we need to consider and what we need to be doing to up our wine storage game. It's kind of a weird topic, I know, but I think it's super important, especially as you are investing in wine so that you don't have your little treasures go to waste. Um, So hopefully after our conversation, we will see the importance of taking care of our bottles and the whole storage process. I'm Haley. This is Ashley. We are Whole Cluster Conversation. Before I get into questions, I wanted to say this is like a super relevant topic for me because recently um, my husband and I have been talking a lot about wine storage. We recently moved into a new house and that was part of our home buying process was thinking about our wine storage. Unfortunately, yeah, before that, you were storing them all with like other friends in their cellar, right? My sister, kudos yeah. to you, Kristen. And that, but that makes it hard to be able to drink this. Like you're like, oh yeah, I really want to open that special bottle, and then you have to like plan yes. back to that into your planning. It's true. So we have, um, as I've mentioned before, my husband works with a lot of winemakers. So we have created quite a great selection. We are very privileged in that way. And it's really exciting. Um, And how we uh, share that gift is that we help my sister look more legit by (laughs) filling up her basement with lots of really awesome wine. Um, And I always tell her, just steal ones. It's fine. But I don't think she actually does. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I think that's part of it is like, if you want wine storage on site versus off site, like, it just, it can get difficult real fast. And that's where we've been thinking about. But unfortunately, when we bought our house, even though, like having a basement wine storage area was pretty high priority. We just also within our price point and just like availability of what houses we could get, like we didn't make that a like not It wasn't a make or break. It was not a make or break. And so unfortunately it broke and <laughs> <laughs> we did not get our wine storage. So we are cons- we are continuing having the Chateau de Sisters wine storage <laughs> situation and we just plan. But one of the things we were trying to think about is having, you know, some of our wine, because when we you do offsite, like having it on um, in the house and like how we're going to be storing some wine at our house. So I'm really excited because I, uh, I have a little area that I'm hoping to build in a little wine case of sorts. And I'm hoping that you don't crush my dreams today. (laughs) But if you do, that's okay, because I think we all need to know that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I think the biggest reason that we talk about wine storage is temperature. Tell me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but it's really thinking about the temperature of wine. So what do people need to think about for ideal storage temperatures for 
reds, whites, sparklings, and why does that matter? I think in general, you're going to look for kind of a range and it's going to be about 55 to 59 degrees Celsius, or sorry, um, Fahrenheit. Which is, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that would be so hot. Don't do yeah. Celsius, guys. <laughs> which is about 12 to 14 Celsius. Um, but um, the big thing for me, it could be a little cooler. It could be a little warmer. My situation, it's a little bit warmer. Usually it sits about um, 63. But the ideal is to keep it consistent. So if you have big fluctuations all the time, like if in if um, even throughout the year, so if in the summer it sits at 65, but in the winter it sits at 52, like that's that's a pretty big range. Not horrible. It's it's a lot worse if it goes if it has fluctuations like on a day to day basis. Um, but yeah, you want so it to be seasonality. Pretty consistent. Seasonality fluctuation is not horrible. not ideal, it's, but yeah, it's better than a day to day fluctuation. Okay. Okay. If you can keep it consistent throughout the year in like a couple degree range, that's that is the ideal situation. That's why so many um, old world sellers for cellaring mm-hmm. their bottles, like at at different um, uh, wineries and other places, are in the basement or mm-hmm. built into like bedrock okay. and caves. Because those are very good at keeping a consistent temperature. It doesn't matter what's going on outside, whether it's super hot in the middle of summer or super cold in the min- middle of winter. It's nice and consistent. Okay. That's good to know. And and it's also good to think about with, um, I think you have to ask yourself the question, is this long-term storage? Um, right. And that's really what we're going to be talking about. But there's also, you know, short-term storage of like, I got it, but then like, I'm going to drink it within this season. Um, right. And so that's good to think about with the long-term, there's still that seasonality and that's not necessarily ideal either. Right. Okay. Nowadays, um, especially in a lot of modern s- settings, like that's why so many people have a big wine fridge mm-hmm. um, because you can't, it functions just like that cave or a deep cellar. Like you can just put it away and it stays exactly whatever, whatever yeah. you set your, your fridge to, it's set to that. Um, you did ask about the difference between cellaring, like cellaring temperatures for sparkling reds, whites. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's opinion about that, but I would say, between 55 and 59 is ideal. And mm-hmm. then a little bit higher, a little bit lower is okay as long, again, as it's consistent. Do you want to store your reds and whites in the same container? Is that okay? Yeah. I Well, I think it's okay. Again, this is a little outside. Like I am not an expert on, on cellaring wine, <laughs> but yeah. I do know what I do and what kind of is industry standard. Yeah. Um, and plenty of people store their whites and reds together or in the same... Um, in the same room, yeah. Um, in the same spot, okay. there is a benefit to keeping them organized. Obviously, yeah. Um, I would say somebody that has a cellar offsite, like you guys do, mm-hmm. it's actually more important to have a better organization system. Oh my word! I think we could talk about that. Like we just went over yesterday <laughs> um, to pick up because we're you know gonna go do some fun stuff, and we wanted some. Um, to kind of one, take some of the stuff that we had at our house to the cellar. And then two, I'm just like, my sister's now the cellar. Um, the and then the we wanted sister. to, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell her she needs a cool name for her cellar. Um, <laughs> and then, um, then we were bringing back some and David thought, David, my husband, he thought that 
he had just a box like that he was like his party just like hey I can grab this box and it'll be perfect for um some of the stuff we're going to be doing and uh then he was like taking longer you know I'm just chit-chatting with my sister and then he was taking longer and he was like yeah I didn't have the box so I had to like go through and organize again (laughs) so like yeah we'll go over there and he'll just be like it's great because I just like go and hang out with my niece and my sister and David's like down in the wine cellar like (laughs) (laughs) he likes to do it by himself because it's like a whole like I think he gets into a zen zone of like Mm -hmm. organizing it and um you know and he has his whites and his red organized but then he also organizes by age um and and like basically like nice like kind of occasion of like hey this is like what we're gonna have for just like a party with a bunch of friends or this is like nicer wine that I want Mm -hmm. like special um or this is like wine that I'm okay like just giving away to people um does David have like a spreadsheet or does he use an app like seller tracker he He's all about his spreadsheets, but I don't think he actually does for it. I think he did towards the beginning times, but now that we're like so many cases deep, he just it it was too much like to track all that. <laughs> it was yeah. like I think yeah. There different people have different opinions. I don't use a I, I tried to do a, a spreadsheet and I tried at one point to do seller tracker, mm-hmm. which is an app. And I'm sure there's other apps out there as well. But um, but yeah, I just got to a point where I was like, this isn't I I have a way that I kind of organize our cellar so that, and I even have like a drink now section. So as I'm going through, if I see things that I'm like, oh, we should probably try that or that needs to be consumed. I, I'll just set it to the side, even if we're not going to drink it that day. Yeah. Um, but I think each person too functions differently. Like some people might really want to be organizing by region or by mm-hmm. vintage or by a combination yeah. of those two or, neither (laughs) none of the above and they just like to do it alphabetically or I don't know but um you have to kind of go through a couple iterations I would say of your own seller and then decide what works yeah (laughs) I think that with the like drink or sorry with the different regions or if you think about it that way like obviously there's white and red like that's the basic organization and then if you go beyond there I think you still need to always think about that like drink now because for me um I think as you get bigger, it's good to have your stuff front and center or whether that's like, I'm going to bring that stuff home so that you don't just have something like lost in the depths of it and that you make sure because some wines like really um, can't go through the aging process as well or should be drank earlier. Mm -hmm. And so to really enjoy them the best. And so that's, I think the, one of the basics past white red is to think about the drinking and the, the Mm -hmm. year of the wine, um, the year of the wine um in that um <laughs> have you guys had something that you or maybe more than one thing that you've pulled out of your cellar and you've been like oh shoot we we this was in our cellar too long we should have drank this earlier no because we haven't been no because we haven't had our wine that long um I think it's more we run into the converse problem where we realize we have too much stuff that we want to like drink later and so we're trying to find something that we can drink now, <laughs> you know, where it's like, that's oh, not a bad problem to have. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah, this is should be for five more years. And so it's like trying to go through. I mean, and, mm-hmm. you know, if that's just part of the organization process of like, you know, there's 
I guess there's been a couple times where we found a drink now box in like a little none bit of farther those, back. But none of the wines that you've had, you've been like, oh, this doesn't taste that great. We probably should have had it sooner. I don't so know. That's... Probably not. <laughs> Maybe. <You> were... <laughs> I'm not as sophisticated of a wine drinker as you two. So. But um... I've had enough wine with you to know like that you would be like, oh, this doesn't like this doesn't. Yeah. This isn't the best, like, or this, I've, I've, yeah. I've had this producer before and I've really liked their wines and this one I don't, and then you would be able to figure it out. So that's, I mean, that's good that you guys haven't had that issue. You obviously are better at organizing than I am. I've definitely pulled out wines from our cellar and been so excited and then been like, oh, we should have drank this a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, cellar life is hard because I get a lot of enjoyment out of cleaning things out and finishing things. Like... I'm not like a clean person, but it's just this weird sense of like, I'm done with this. Get rid yeah. of it. Like, Check it yay. off the list. Yeah. And then that can be a bad trait sometimes for some things. But um, so for me, I'm always like, oh, it's a friend's thing. Let's take wine. Let's take wine. And then just like uh, gift giving is not my love language, but it is when it comes to <laughs> wine because I just feel like we have so much of it that I'm like, let's get rid of it. And David's like, but we have to store it, which, you know, is legit. <laughs> and this is why we have all sorts of types of people in the world. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I did not expect that conversation to go off in that direction, but that's awesome. I think that's really <laughs> important. Um, and I think so much of us just think about when it comes to wine temp or wine storage, it's just temperature. So Mm-mm, having yeah. that conversation about some of those other things is great. Um, yeah. So when we're, so we're, you know, temperature, are there some other things like humidity that we need to be thinking about within the cellar? Yes. Um, and I'm not, I don't know the exact science behind it, but I've, I know that there's a range again, mm-hmm. and I believe it's about 50 to 70% relative humidity that you want to keep your cellar. That's um, pretty humid. Right. So with that, um, you probably want to, if you're going to humidify your cellar, you probably want to do, you don't want just like a drugstore humidifier. You want a special humidifier where you're not going to have like mold become too much of an issue. Um, The other thing that is very common um, to kind of bypass that humidity um, or humidifying the area is to store your bottles either on their sides Uh or on their, on their points. Um, Sir point is what we call it in the sparkling world and, and um, just in the wine in general. Yeah. Um, so that the humidity inside the bottle actually keeps that cork moist. Obviously, okay. if you have a screw cap yeah. or if it's a sparkling wine and you have a crown cap, um, not going to be an issue. The cork okay. uh, will dry out. A crown cap is not going to. Um, so that's where the humidity is coming into play is be, with the can, cork. Yeah. Cork. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's not, I mean, because it's in a bottle, so it's not like there's any, I mean, if you're barrel storing, that's a whole other thing. Right. um, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, the other things that people don't really talk about or think about very much is um, they have done some studies and vibration can be, um, can change your wine. So like if you... If you had bought a house, Ash, and it had a really cool basement that you were thinking about doing wine storage in, but it was next door to like train tracks or the train depot, mm-hmm. it can cause 
long-term storage issues, um, oh. supposedly. I haven't seen the scientific research, but I know that there is some out there. Um, also, the <laughs> I was other... thinking of earthquakes, which is probably yes. not a thing because it's just, it's so infrequent, but... Like, but on like on fault lines, it's not. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other the uh, flip side to that coin is the research that they supposedly have done of like when you play music for your wine as they're aging, and it's supposed to somehow like what? change the way that it ages. Yeah, they've done some research. I'm sorry, where, like, I'm, I know not. They pipe music into the cellar while their while wine is aging, and they think that it does change the way that the wines are. They age. <laughs> Does it have to do with like wavelengths that are penetrating Maybe, the yeah. wine? And like those micro vibrations versus like big a constant vibration. hum. Yeah. Um, so vibrations. And then the other big thing. That, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm still laughing over here. <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah. wonder what wine is the best. I'm sure that there's some some stuff on that because certain frequencies yeah. of of music. They say that, so that's why they think the all of the, like, monasteries in France had really good wine is because the monks were always chanting. That's, I like, think, one theory. <laughs> I think my my wine might like heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> then the kidding. last thing that I would say people should consider um, even more highly maybe than vibrations yeah. um, is sunlight. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Sunlight is bad for wines. That's why most of our wines that we age are in a dark green bottle. That already is going to cut down the UV rays that can enter the bottle and change the wine. But if you are storing your wine and there's a window in the room, not ideal. Um, If it's a small window, like if it's in a basement and you have like an egress window, that's that's fine. Um, But I would keep it covered. (laughs) You don't need any extra um, ways to um, damage your wine. That being said, um, (laughs) the pet peeve I have in like new builds, especially around this area, because there's a ton of new building going on in the Boise uh, market, is you'll walk into a brand new track home or or spec home that somebody has built. It's a gorgeous home, tons of high-end finishes, and they have a beautiful built-in wine rack. Yeah. Do you know where it is? Right next to the window. Right next to the stove. No, that's so bad. Or right next to the refrigerator. Or on top of the refrigerator, like they'll have that little alcove and they'll have a nice, beautiful little rack. So I would say, I mean, it's fine to store your like everyday wine there because you're putting it in, you know, maybe if you go to the store and you're like buying wine and you're going to drink it within a couple weeks, it's not going to ruin your wine. Uh, Yeah, within like two, three at the max. (laughs) I'm like, this still is not going to work well. (laughs) I'm taking notes, um, as we all probably are, and and having a little (laughs) bit of like, oh, no moments. Um, Okay, a couple weeks. I have like, so my goal is to have three cases of wine at my house. And that's mainly so that I don't have to go to an off-site storage as often. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that being said, I don't have the space for a wine fridge because I have a less than 1,000 square foot house. Right. So I um, have this built in, um, which don't freak out yet until (laughs) I get done. I have this built in bookcase that Mm -hmm. I was thinking would be really fun to work with my dad, who's a woodworker to like build in a cool like wine rack into that wood case. And it's next to an old utility (laughs) chimney. So like I can't go 
Like I can't build something in too much more and that thing right. has to kind of stay there um, because either that or I'd be going into a bunch of structural stuff. Right. And so, and it's the other cool part is it's like, well, we're probably going to remodel our kitchen because it's really unfunctional. But um, right now it's like the doorway to the kitchen goes and you like walk right into that thing. It's like right in front of you. And we thought, oh, that would be kind of cool because it's like an extension into the kitchen. That being said, there is a giant like window there, but the window does, it wouldn't be facing right onto the line. It'd be yeah, like... Yeah, so diffuse so, light is okay. Okay. Um, you still like ideally for long-term storage, which is not what you're talking about. You don't necessarily want light. That's another reason that we use cardboard boxes because mm-hmm. um, then you don't have as much light. And okay. the amount of light that your wines would be getting there because it's not direct is probably okay for okay. the short term, which, you know, a, a month maybe. Um, and <laughs> if you want them more than a month, then I would say find a closet and then okay. just put a couple bottles there at okay. a time instead Put of putting cases in closet <laughs> closets closet. are relatively the best scenario for most people in their homes they might not be the best um for humidity and temperature um which is why some people then choose to pay for wine storage off-site yeah. at a temperature controlled and humidity controlled space yeah but you have to get to that and it's can be yeah. difficult yeah, and like even for me being in the industry and having a lot of wine, um, we we use a closet and we've retrofitted that closet. We don't have a cooling or humidity unit in it, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it it does stay relatively consistent. We um, did a couple things to try to keep it even more consistent, like um, not insulating it, but definitely um, not letting any of our air flow into it. Like mm-hmm. um, there's no. Um, uh, grate in there that like uh that that would push our furnace air or air conditioned air yeah. in um oh, okay. so little things like that and then like um sometimes we line the door like if if we're gonna be out of town and our um temperature is gonna be turned up or down depending on the time of year uh we do like put a blanket in there sometimes just so there's not a big draft or not a big um yeah. lot of heat coming in it stays and it stays pretty consistent so. That's good because I think that majority of people are not necessarily, I mean, their like venture into greater wine storage would be to buy a wine fridge. But I would say my guess would be a lot of people, it's just they're storing it in their house. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that this summer in my region, we had a heat wave. (laughs) Um, We've been having a lot more heat stuff. And so even like within your house, if you don't have AC or something, there can be those fluctuations in your house. So I think that's a really good consideration and point that I, I mean, even me needs to think about because we went on a camping trip and came home and we had over the winter had had our wine in our garage and we left for a weekend and we came back and our garage was 88 degrees and we like freaked out started taking our wine and we just like put it inside and it's sitting inside on a floor right next to a window which is like why I was like oh no but they're in boxes they're in boxes (laughs) but still like the tops are kind of open anyways yeah so um Mm -hmm. need to think of that um but in my mind I was like being in my AC house with those like very small fluctuations of temperature seems better mm-hmm. now than yes. the garage during the winter. 
The other thing to remember about storing wine um, mm-hmm. is the wine itself is a liquid and it has different properties in terms of like how much temperature fluctuation affects it. So oh, yeah, true. you want your built your room to stay relatively the same temperature uh-huh. and having a lot of wine stored in there is going to actually help um, regulate that temperature. Okay. okay. Once you have the wine at this, at the, in the temperature range you want it to be in, it's actually going to help keep that room. Like just like okay. when you open a door, if there's an empty closet, it's mm-hmm. going to change temperature quicker than if you have a closet full of wine. So like best case scenario is some sort of temperature controlled situation, whether it's a basement, offsite storage, a wine fridge. The next situation would be something like a closet that you can line up and have. The next situation, I'm just kind of going to worse yeah. now. Um, the next situation would be <laughs> like my AC house that's like in a shelf, but is away from the worst scenario would be putting your wine next to <laughs> your fridge slash your oven stove putting it above your stove would be like don't well that's not the worst the worst would be keeping it in your 107 degree garage that got (laughs) yes (laughs) because even though you did say 55 degrees celsius which is over 107 (laughs) degrees fahrenheit (laughs) um, that was a miss miss yes so okay i got excited that i had the celsius there no I think (laughs) that that's good because it it helps people realize like because I don't think we can all just jump into off-site storage or some sort of or like even a wine a wine I mean that's the reason I haven't gotten a wine fridge is because they're really expensive and Mm -hmm. it's also like trying to fit that into my space can be difficult um and so I would say if you're a Craigslister just keep your eye on Craigslist too because a lot of times wine like people will move into a house Mm -hmm. and either be teetotalers so they're like we just bought this new house and it has a wine fridge we don't need it okay (laughs) or um the opposite of that is you have somebody like me who's like oh I have a nice wine fridge but it's too small now I need a bigger one and so when you upgrade then what are you going to do with your old one probably sell it on Craigslist unless you have room for multiple wine fridges. Yeah. But I'm just saying like (laughs) if somebody's listening to this and they have their wine above their oven, then the next thing they can do is be like move it to their closet or move it to a bookshelf or someplace else. Um, Just so that you can think about It would be better to store your wine long term. If you're storing your wine long term over your stove, Uh that's bad news. It would be better to store it long term in your day-to-day use refrigerator. Oh, okay. Which is usually a little, it's usually on the cold side and not the best, but it would be better to store it there than above your stove. (laughs) So we have a fridge and like, I don't love the size of it. And one of the things that we've kind of thrown out and I Googled this and this is a thing that can be done. You can convert a regular fridge Mm -hmm. into a wine storage fridge. Yeah. And the freezer, because that's the other thing is that I was thinking about was, because I love salmon and I love picking you pick berries. And so I got a chest freezer to store yeah. all my you picks for the summer and the my salmon share. Um, and so I was like, do I need this like fr- freezer above? And there are ways you can convert that to with a little yeah. handy skills and a lot of YouTubing. Right. So yes, <laughs> that's something you can also think about. Um, the other thing, when you think about long term, if you're really going to build up a wine cellar, you do need a like box. A, case boxes actually work really well if you have enough space mm-hmm. to do that. 
you might even eventually need to build some sort of shelving system to put case boxes so you have multiple yeah. levels of case boxes. Yeah, they um, can collapse real fast. Don't, right. don't go more than three. That's what I've learned. Well, yeah, you can, but you don't <laughs> want to, like, it should be like, They've never been opened. They don't have different size bottles in them. They're like, I yeah. guess I should say I store them on the side. And so the integrity oh, yeah. is like not as much. So, and then when yes. you pull from the bottom, that's bad new bears. So right. that's what I've so, learned is like two to three is your max mm-hmm. so that you get yeah. your your sideways storage for your corks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cheap And I should go back to when, when I talked about storing things on their side. And if you have a case box, you can store them sur point really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, if you have screw caps or crown caps, it's totally or synthetic corks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's totally fine to store those on their sides or in a box sur point with the point down. Yeah, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just does they don't need like if you don't have space to do that, it's okay to store those point up or not on their sides. So, but um, cool. you do once you have a fair amount of wine, you do need to think about how you're going to store that and accessibility, like you were just saying. Mm-hmm. So it's fine to store things in boxes, but then it's really hard. You might see that you have a box on the bottom of your uh, of your storage and you're like, oh, that's the one that I need. It's in the very back and I want two bottles out yeah. of it. And I might have to move 10 other cases to be able to even access it. Maybe I'll just go with this other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Okay. But there's tons of ways to do it by yourself, like building little built-ins or mm-hmm. even um, there's tons of hacks too. Like PVC yeah. pipe is pretty expensive right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily, but in the past, I've seen a lot of people use PVC pipe and just kind of lining, making like a little box out of a two by four and then yeah. putting PVC pipe um, so that you can slide your bottles in and out of. Um Ikea so. has little like square storage holders mm-hmm. that you can kind of like modulize a little bit. Yes. That's something we've looked at doing. Um, There's a ton of stuff on Amazon too that I would highly recommend doing the modular stuff so uh-huh. that you can expand or move things. You know, if you yeah. decide to d- get more into large formats, which mm-hmm. are actually really great for aging because they age differently. They're a little bit, oh. uh, well, there's more wine in them. Uh-huh. So they're a little more stable in some yeah. senses. Um, and then also... They, they're they really fun to bring out at parties and stuff, if, yeah. especially if you've aged them. They age just differently because the oxygen exchange through that cork is going to be different for that amount of wine than it is in a smaller bottle. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is you, of like other storage hacks, are shoe container. Not like boxes, mm-hmm. but like shoe storage containers Racks. work real great. That's honestly like what I've ended up doing stuff or slash used a wine rack for my shoes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Are there some other things that are okay or not okay to be storing with your wine that you should think about? Um, I think that it's fine to store other things in the same room Uh uh, or in in the cellar, but I would be careful with um, anything that might be able to get through a cork. So... Like in a cellar situation, if you have a true cellar, like in Europe, yeah, maybe be careful about storing food items that could have like a, um, any kind of mildew or mold or something like that, because you can then have those things get into the cork. Um, so there's re- really some beautiful pictures. I highly recommend Googling things and okay. like, um, um, wine bottles or wine corks with mushrooms because you can see them like growing out of the corks of old bottles. It's really cool, but also probably not 
not exactly well maybe it's it's a really neat yeah tasting wine after that I don't know I haven't had that um wine before but yeah um and then you but that can also be a good thing in some ways or change your because I think about Mm -hmm. um like I had a friend that was in France and her family had like super old bottles and she would bring these bottles and sometimes I was like how did you get these through customs but whatever um and but they would have things like on the bottle too and she's Mm -hmm. like this is kind of part of the thing and it would like kind of almost I think probably get into the wine and and flavor it so right yes and that is part of um a lot of really old family um cellars and stuff um they actually pride themselves on some of the things that um that grow in the cellar with the wine. Um, I was also I don't thinking of to... bugs, like don't like have mm-hmm. your wood storage down there or even like mm-hmm. with food that could burrow into those. I mean, I'm sure yeah, that like that's like, or something. <laughs> like really rare situation, but that's just maybe something to consider. Yeah. Um, yeah. You also want to be careful if you're in a house and you're not in a basement, um, depending on the amount of storage you're doing and how you have it set up a lot of weight oh yeah um so if you have it just sitting on the floor and um that's fine but you just want to be careful over time and like make sure your floor joists if you have an entire closet that you've retrofitted um maybe you need to have some of that support on the in the walls as well as on the floor okay (laughs) yeah and even like your first story like if you have a crawl space or something just make sure Mm -hmm. that you have that extra that wherever you're you're storing it that's right um, yeah. Make sure you're going over a beam or something. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so that's cool. And a lot of, okay, cool. Um, and then when we talk about, we were talking a little bit about storage solutions and whatever. Is there any other things that we should think about? You mentioned PVC, but is there mm-hmm. any other things we should think about in terms of like metal or wood in terms of like, I don't mm-hmm. even, metal, I was thinking maybe there's an issue with like heat and temperature. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's as much of a, an issue. I would just say use what works for you. And like we were talking about, going modular is really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. That way you don't have to worry as much about getting more bottles and then buying little another piece or whatever to add to your system or um, changing it so that mm-hmm. you can fit large formats or what that whatever it might be. Um, there is one other hack or, you know, maybe it's not a hack, but... If you have a room in your house, in the basement or not the basement, mm-hmm. and um, you can install like a, a AC unit, yeah, then you can t- temperature control that room yeah, just so it runs exactly how you want it to. Um, and there's a couple other units that you can yeah. buy online that are um, not necessarily a, like a, a window AC unit, which is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking, but there are, you know, maybe a little bit slightly upgraded yeah. versions. That's actually yeah. one of the things we were thinking about doing and I'm not sure if we're going to do anymore because just living in our space, we've realized that maybe we don't want to. But we were, um, one of I have an uncle that has a really amazing wine collection and he wanted mm-hmm. to be able to access it and he's a construction worker by trade. And so he built a room, like a little closet in his, it's not a little, it's a good size closet <laughs> um, in 
his garage and then he mm-hmm. put a temperature humidity control um thing which can be for wine you can also like we in the ecology world i've i've seen them a lot for like seed storage and long-term yes. like storage of foods mm-hmm. um so just you know to think outside of the box maybe um if you say wine it might the price tag might go up but if you want to say something like seed what for food storage it might be but you can get these units that you put in the thing you need to consider is with that which you know it's great why they work but think about like when we get a power outage for a long period of time or we get a um or if those things like they actually had theirs stopped working and then all right. of a sudden they were like in this like frantic state of like we got to get this and we got to get it now to go. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about that is like, you know, if you do build in something like that to don't have that situation. Right. If you're looking to build your own little spot, um, I did read a little bit on the more construction side that Mm -hmm. R16 is an insulating value and that is an okay value. Like you don't have to go to the extreme. It's not like you're refrigerating it. You're just, you know, and so R16 I think is a pretty standard um, um, insulating factor. And like, that's why like with our garage, we were like, okay, because sometimes people's garages can work well, but it just, we learned that ours wasn't insulated well enough for that stuff. But sometimes it, you know, depending on your insulate can be. And so that's ultimately why we were like, well, we, our house itself, not the garage has a really high energy efficiency Mm -hmm. score and it keeps its temperature very nicely. The previous owner did an amazing job, like, you know, making sure that it holds its heat and cool pretty well. And so that's why we ultimately just brought ours inside and was like, well, we're going to just deal with the AC. But I like the the closet idea, Haley. Thanks for that. Yeah. I think that's like, I feel like we kind of went all over. We talked about like the big storage versus like yeah. just in your house, the thinking about your accessibility for your storage units. Um, mm-hmm. I will say on one last note on it is I one time had, I have a friend, cousin, person. I, I got to go to one of the, on top of like wine cellars of like, wineries which is a whole other beast I got to go to a place um in Portland that that's all they do is wine storage and I was cool it was so funny because I had all these like conceptions in my mind this is gonna be this like grand thing and so (laughs) elaborate and we go in there and it's literally looks like like plywood just like cubbies like rows and rows of that and like there were some metal box ones but it was just like whatever they constructed and they're different size mm-hmm. and some of them look like just like lockers like locker room lockers or whatever yeah um you don't have to get crazy with it I mean obviously right. if it's in your house and like you might want to have some aesthetics but like it was crazy to see like these are professionals and like you know they just had the things big enough so they could take the forklift down to be able to like move stuff if needed mm-hmm. um but I will say if you do offsite storage um I make sure I don't know what what exactly yeah. uh, to look for but make sure either you have your wine insured or or they have the correct insurance yes, for or sure. you don't care if you because <laughs> um I remember when Hurricane Sandy hit oh. back east there were a couple wine storage places that 
just, yeah, they were flooded and all of that wine, like a lot of the wines lost their labels. Yeah. Um, a lot of the wines were submerged under like, oh yeah, disgusting water. Um, not that that means they're bad, but a lot of like, so, and there was a really big pushback of like whose responsibility it was, especially for people that had, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars um, yeah. in these cellars where they were paying to have them temperature and humidity controlled. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying only... it was like, it was a really cool experience to just see yeah. that and to see like how like massive it was. And just, it was crazy because it was so unassuming from this. It was just like this industrial building. And then you went in there and like took the elevator slash stairs down. And then yeah. like, just like, there, it was just like, whoa. <laughs> Very so, cool. Um, but again, with that, it's like thinking about your accessibility to it. So yeah, cool. Is there any other last minute things that you wanted to think about with uh, wine storage, Haley? Or the one thing out? when I have talked about this subject before that everybody asks is, so what should I buy and sell her? And really, it just comes down to your own personal taste. And you kind of have to go through that. Anything that a winemaker tells you is going to sell her well, mm-hmm. feel free to buy that and sell her it for as long as they say it'll sell her. Um, but there is definitely this, that's part of why people do it. It's like there's a mystery to it. It's yeah. a, you collect things. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Yeah. I would say a, a well-balanced wine um, or wines that have slightly higher acidity tend to, I think, age really nicely. Um So that's the only really piece of advice I have. But yeah, talk to the winemaker if you can, or maybe read up on it online. But being able to talk to the winemaker or people on the wine team is is a great way to go. Yeah, for sure. And uh, make sure to organize it well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Organization is key. Um, And and not something you think about the first thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Wrapping it back to the beginning. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for answering some of my questions and having this fun conversation. Yeah. Um, hopefully y'all find value in it. And please reach out if you have additional questions. I think that one thing I was thinking through our conversation that might be fun is to bring in somebody that does wine storage and like, you know, bigger and kind of start thinking about that, like, industry folk side of things as well as like if you're oh, yeah. thinking about um if you have larger collections because i think that would be a really fun conversation so let us know if you'd be interested in hearing more about that um and yay next week we're going to talk about composting um i think you're going to teach me a little bit about the how to's of composting and the what you shoulds of composting and then maybe using it in the vineyard setting and I'm so, excited to talk to ask you, yeah, about like why why vineyards should think about composting. Mm-hmm. So um, completely. So if you've got questions about that side of um, the vineyard conversation, composting, how tos, and and all that, please let us know. Write us at wholeclusterconversation at gmail dot com. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of Whole Cluster Conversation. Music provided by Michael Johnson of Grand Falconer. Audio production provided by our friend Ukiah Bogle. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you like to listen. Ciao.